see. If instinct serve chief, correct? Uh-huh. Path lie... that way. We must travel many moons. Many... many moons. Many... 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 Enough many. already with the moons! <laughs> Lead the way, chief running at the mouth. Episode 136 of the Cult of Matt and Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to uh, head over to the Facebook at the Cult of Matt and Mark and like us or head to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com and uh, head over to Amazon and pick up uh, my novel uh, Nova Byzantium uh, via Mask Books uh, out now. So uh, I beg all to go uh, click on that one. Uh, this week, uh, show news, Mr. Hudson. Any show news this week? No, no show news this week. We haven't had the uprising of the robots yet, I'll let you know. I know. They're, uh, an Elon Musk quote, uh, who, uh, uh, he, uh, I don't know, he's kind of a, uh, what, what would you call him? A futurist? A, uh, Tony a douchebag, Stark, if you will. I think a probably be the primary word you'd use for him, but he's a douchebag that gets stuff done. Can you really get anywhere without being a douchebag in this world? I'm pretty sure that answer is mm. no. Yeah, you can get certain places, but you can't, uh, build a car company from scratch without being or a, a uh, rocket ship company or yeah. all that shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta, can't, you can't build rocket ships without squeezing some twenty-five-year-old engineers dry, just uh, crushing them into mm-hmm. uh, get all uh, the oblivion. essence of good science out of them before they burn out, burn out, and then they head over to uh, you know one of the larger aerospace employers and uh, get fired when they turn fifty because they're too old. What was that line <laughs> from uh, Primer? What do they do? With, what uh, uh, what do they do when engineers turn forty? Yeah, they take them out and shoot them. That's, Take my uh, back and shoot him. It's kind of the truth. I hate to say it. Uh, anyway, uh, no more of that. So uh, this week uh, is continuing our The Horror, The Horror uh, run-up to Halloween movie marathon. Uh, this is film number, I believe, four in our series of six. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, released in 1988. Long of the short synopsis, Mr. Hudson. Short. Okay, here we go. Uh, aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. There you go. That's it. So, I think it gets uh, right to the heart of it. It kind of yeah, gets to the that heart. Really throw. I mean, there's a lot of misdirection. No, that's wrong. They come right to town right at the beginning. Just yeah, start, they're there. Just they're start killing down. people. You know, uh, one thing I liked, I was like uh, about the the clown spaceship, which is they do a nice job of of blending uh, clown tropes with uh, alien technology i thought and the whole circus tent spaceship the flying saucer circus tent Mm -hmm. and you know it lands and i'm like how come it's so much bigger inside than it is on the outside and then i realized something it's a fucking clown ship like a clown car of course it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside (laughs) i never i never got the clown car analogy even though they use it directly in this movie I mean, uh, I think I think it gets down to a really good 
a subject matter or a thought that's brought up time to time in science fiction is about when you th- see things that are truly not of this world, that are beyond our normal everyday comprehension, that it's really tough to put words to them. And sometimes you put, you misassign words. And I think in a sense, this idea, even though this clown thing is really taken to the next level in this movie, uh, the idea that if you really saw a great alien intelligence's technology, it would look almost indescribable to you. You'd have to use some sort of analogy. You'd have have no other choice. And I like, think that uh, the way that, you know, you see big buttons and you just think of clowns. Um, big red uh, buttons. I mean, obviously it's over the top here, but I think it's a great core fundamental idea in science fiction. I always really enjoy seeing it. Like uh, the Incas when they're visited by uh, UFOs, allegedly, and the uh, ancient uh, people ascribed kind of like a godlike sheen to their appearance and all that sort of stuff. They were just using what they knew to describe the ancient aliens, you know, all that kind of good stuff. In a way, things are confusing. I mean, you see it in films sometimes with like 2001. I mean, how do you really describe the events that are happening there? They just become surreal or... Uh, some of the works of Lamb. I mean, we've re- read Return from the Stars and referenced it before when the guy returns to the Earth and has trouble describing what he's seeing. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think that, uh, I mean, I think that in a way it almost seems more realistic that uh, <laughs> aliens would be totally <laughs> inscrutable to our minds. They really sort of blow our minds. So, uh, Killer Clowns, uh, I, I, I would call it a spectacular B-movie. Uh, I've, and it's, uh, obviously campy to the hilt because it's, it's about, God damn, these fucking clowns. I guess the budget for the film had very little money for the clowns, which I find strange. Yeah, this movie Uh, strangely seems like it had a decent budget, but, uh, that the, uh, the director writer duo, the, um, what are their names? Chiodos. Yeah. They, um, that they purposely tried to make it look cheap but i guess in some ways maybe i guess it was actually cheap they did a really great job of making it look cheap but not cheap if you know what i mean well i think uh i think they uh you know they used the i guess the film stock seemed seemed uh, kind of all the quality of high production i think is where a lot of the money got spent like yeah i think the, the lighting's really good even though some of maybe some of the cinematography is a little lackluster i found i personally i thought the special effects i mean at least the clown makeup to be absolutely excellent and i think that's that's the strengths of these guys well the clown makeup isn't really makeup right i mean these are like foam rubber sort of animatronic suits that people are wearing yeah they're prosthetic makeup yes yeah and what i what i love about the clowns are they're like ogres or something out of fucking lord of the rings with clown paint it's like if you took uh you know their uric high from like the two towers or something and you made them look like fucking clowns or you took orcs and you made them look like fucking clowns you know they have this uh, uh well clowns are their makeup is such that they're supposed to be uh extrema of the human uh, features or they're, uh, caricatures they're caricatures Right. And so what you have here is an actual malformation of the human caricature, which uh, is done, I think, just fucking freaks me the fuck out, man. These clowns. I, 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 think, I uh, think I really enjoyed the design. I think it's really inspired work as far as the clown makeup goes and some of the prosthetics. Um, it's just top-notch stuff. And I guess that's why these guys have continued to work. I guess they worked quite a bit on uh, Team America World Police, or at least one of the two. Oh, okay. 
All right. Yeah. So uh, this kind of gets to the heart. The reason I chose this film was because uh, I wouldn't call it mild calorophobia. Uh, I have. I, mean, I don't. I don't have an irrational fear of the idea of a fucking clown. But I had a clown experience when I was a child. And <laughs> I thought this would be a good time to relay the, the story, and I'll try to do so without uh, uh, going on and on about it. But when I was a kid, and actually I lived, oh, I'd say I lived about five minutes from where I live now uh, in Ballard, which is sort of a, uh, was a working class district of, of Seattle. Now it's a uh, Amazon district of Seattle. Uh, but uh, it was sort of these old craftsman houses, and my mom, I think it was five or six, took me trick-or-treating. And uh, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. There's a parade. There's like an annual parade in Ballard. And I went as a kid. And, of course, you know, the parade, as you see in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, clowns are integral to parades for whatever reason. you got to have fucking clowns in a parade, right? Were these the, the uh, pirate clowns or clown clowns? No, no. This wasn't the, C, what is it, Torchlight Parade? This was uh, just some fucking parade, I don't know, back in 77 or 78 or something. Uh, like the Nordic Pride Parade or some shit. And I was sitting there, and my mom goes, oh, there there goes our neighbors. And there was, like, the clown contingent walking down the street. And they were driving around in their little, like, Shriner clown cars, you know, the, those little kitty cars that clowns drive around. Yes. And they're doing little donuts and stuff and moving on. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Our neighbors are fucking clowns. And I just, you know, you're five, right? So you don't... You know, you take things literally. And so uh, riding my uh, trike up and down the alley, uh, I don't think they let kids do that shit anymore. Fuck, they don't let kids out of the house these days, man. Uh, I was playing all over, like, town, and, man, I don't think uh, I don't think they let five-year-olds just play in the alley anymore. Pretty well, sure. Well, that's, that's up to you, I think. I know. I guess maybe I'll experiment and uh, get sent to jail. <laughs> well, you have freedom of action, but not freedom from consequences. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I would ride by their house, and you could look in the backyards, and uh, there was a couple of fucking clown cars sitting there, right? And so I'm like, okay, that's, they're, they're, that's you know, well, we in, have a... In a sense, it could be their profession, even though it probably wasn't. They no, could I be clowns know. professionally. I didn't know, man. I wasn't even thinking. I, at that time, it was hard for me to relate human beings with professions right like you're five you don't think like uh you think like maybe firemen are just firemen all the time like they go home in their fireman suits and they sit there and have a beer in front of the tv as firemen same with policemen you know they sleep in their fireman outfits you don't have that maybe i was a little dull or a little dim-witted back then but that that was my perception of occupations and uh so anyway i was like oh there's the clown cars you know they must be home today you know, we have a Toyota Corolla in our backyard and or in our back driveway, and they have clown cars. And so it was Halloween, and my mom was taking me door-to-door. And the clowns were weirding me out by this time. And so my mom was like, oh, go up go up to the clown house. <laughs> Knock on the door, you know. I was like, I don't want to go up there. And my mom was like, ah, no, come on. go. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. And so uh, my mom stands on the sidewalk, and I walk the uh, uh, steps up to the craftsman. And knock on the door, and you know, guess who fucking answers the door on Halloween, right? Fucking clowns, and With no I pants lost my on. Shit. Yeah, no pants. <laughs> with uh, yeah, with uh, with their murder victims dangling in the back on meat hooks. No. Mm-hmm. I, any, yeah. a big, anyway, a big clown so, gland hanging off their genitals. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so uh, these two clowns open the door, and I fucking lose my shit, and I go running home, like run past my mom, running home, terrified. And ever since then, I've just had this, uh, I guess, this logical break with the idea of clowns and children and why they, why they uh, occupy the same space or why we think that they should occupy the same space. The whole party clown idea. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have that fucking John Wayne Gacy uh, story that mm. he was like a, a party clown and he would murder little boys and that's how he mm-hmm. would find them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, why, why, why don't we just give up this clown shit? Why the fuck are we still dealing with clowns? It's, it's like a, a horrifying, uh, weird caricature to put in with children. Kids don't enjoy them. I don't know any kid that's digging on clowns or wants to be a clown or dresses up like a fucking clown. Just, just like do away with the whole thing altogether. How do you... How do you make peace with that opinion and your incredible love of Cirque du Soleil? Oh, well, see, I don't know, man. Do they have clowns at Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, they have the the more classic uh, European clown. Oh, the sad clown. The skinny sad clown. It's more of the tramp. Oh, I thought that's like the uh, red skeleton clown, right? Well, I think clowns are supposed to have, they have sort of these trampish overtones. My grandmother collected those fucking prints. I, I have no idea why old people got into those red skeleton clown paintings. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I think the thing is, a lot of people like clowns, Matt. Even Who the fuck likes a clown? I have no Who the particular fuck love likes for a clown? clowns. I do sort of like hobos. So in a sense, they they can be sort of clownish. The hobo clown thing I don't get. Like, I, I, I don't know. There again, you know, uh, weird tramp. Lurking around the edges of society as a mm-hmm. clown. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Just don't make any fucking sense. I don't know. Mimes I get. Mimes have kind of this weird uh, acting bit, this street performance art, right, that eh, you can kind of get into. They're well, kind I think of a the clown, clown is just a, a modern incarnation of the fool. Is that I what mean, it is? Is that do you think of, where they came from? It's a physical humorist. I mean, all, most clown comedy is physical. Especially if you look at Cirque du Soleil or even anywhere, you know, they're tripping over themselves or making you got the, um, crazy rodeo clowns. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't see anything particularly wrong with clowns. It just seems like an aspect of theater. Uh, I'm not, I don't have any sort of fear of them in any way. They just, they seem like any other sort of entertainer. I don't have any great love or dislike of them. And they can be good and, and they can be stupid as well. So I, I'm not so, sure. I mean, you have strong feeling of them. I, I don't really have much in the way of a feeling for clowns. I, I just think it varies in the population, just like everybody's likes and dislikes. Some people really, and I enjoy physical humor. So in a, in a sense, I guess I do like clowning. Maybe not the classical <laughs> definition of clowns. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, could, I can enjoy a good, talented clown, certainly. Mark heads in you fucking clown lover. You will, you will be thrown out of the resistance. I am especially uh, like a hot, you. sexy clown. Oof. What? Oh, oh, oh! Well, you got that in the movie, right? You got that. I thought that the female a, clowns. I thought that was a really cool bit of the storyline in this movie where they fall into the ter- ball pit. Where the yeah the 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 horny Terenzi brothers fall into the uh, ball pit, and then there's the the I guess the clown harem because I guess you know I guess they have standard procreation there in the clown world, right? Yeah, and then they, gotta, they and then they show up later with like clown huge, kisses all over their face. Yeah, and they don't they don't reference it at all. It's so no, awesome! No. What an awesome aspect of the movie. They just let it there, let your mind go wild. But exactly, did these two dorks just? You totally work their wiles on these two women and, and uh, women clowns and were able to uh, trade sexual favors for their uh, freedom. 
I just, you know, this is usually, I mean, it would just be such a fun, I mean, your imagination goes wild thinking about it. So let's talk about the film a little bit. Uh, like I said, I think it's like a spectacular B movie. And, you know, you have these clowns, these great looking clowns who are just fucking fearsome and, and, uh, you know, they look like something like the, the heavy metal kid in the back of your, uh, uh, you know, geography class in, in, in junior high would draw on his notebook. I mean, they're just like just these crazy demonic looking clowns. Uh, but, you know, the thing that I think made this movie kind of it's silly, right? I mean, it's supposed to be silly, but there's some kind of terrifying moments in it. And I think for me, at least, I was like, why is this? Why is why is there some just really scary? It feels this scene feels scarier feels weird and wrong and it's because the actors are acting like cartoon characters like old looney tune cartoon characters right they don't see this horrific deformed looking monster in front of them they see a clown look man what are you going on about chief running at the mouth yeah no oh my god oh 88 what is the fucking dark ages what was going on back then (laughs) Oh, man, that's great stuff. I remember uh, thinking about uh, being racist towards Native Americans. I remember this one time it was back in the 2000s. I was at work and uh, or I think I was walking through the campus or something. And uh, there was like, um, you know, it wasn't like somebody, a Native American person, obviously. They weren't traditional dress, but they sort of had that Western leather rawhide sort of look going. You know how it goes sometimes with long hair with some braids. Yeah. Sort of embracing their culture. Yeah. And right. uh, I was just whistling to myself. And then all of a sudden I started whistling, just un- just unconsciously started whistling that old, like, Native American whistle, like, do, 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 like that. <laughs> just to myself. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. I just, my mind just went there automatically and it just came out of my mouth while I'm walking by this guy. That's funny, man. <laughs> Oh, I'll oh tell you, it's, it's amazing. Well, if you look at those, those little racial overtones, they, you know, they really creep into your psyche. You know, it's it's with the, maybe it's something about a, a completely vanquished, almost exterminated people that we can now like uh, uh, yuck up about. You know, and like you have the whole Redskins controversy now, uh, which is a really gross, disgusting name to name a team. Right. I mean, oh yeah. Are you terribly offended by it, Matt? Does it really? Well, it is. It, really it, it rubbed you the wrong way. Doesn't keep me up at Redskins night. Play? No, I don't really give a shit. But uh, <laughs> if we're if we're gonna adopt sort of a, uh, uh, I guess a, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, some historical justice. Introduce some historical justice mm-hmm. into uh, uh, our lives as a society, which we've done. You know, we've done this plenty of time. We've uh, uh, tried to right old wrongs, like with Japanese internment. We tried to give, you know, do our best to. What, what did we do that with was. that? I don't know. We said we're sorry. Some oh, shit. good. Cheap words. Cheap. We cheap said we're words. sorry. And please, uh, <laughs> please go visit your local sushi restaurant run by Koreans. You know, I don't oh, know. So, oh, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the Japanese Americans <laughs> never recovered from that. Yeah, I don't know. Buy a Honda, whatever. So uh, anyway, but um, uh, yeah, but the whole Native American thing, like, uh, I mean, there's the Redskins, which is, yeah, I guess it's 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 pretty racist uh, name. But then you have shit like the the fucking Cleveland Indians with like the worst mascot on the face of the planet. <laughs> I think that I think that's worse. I mean, it seems like the, um, the it seems that the solution would be really easy. Why don't they just change their name to like 
some tribe name from, that is local yeah. over there. Wouldn't yeah, like easy? the, Ir- the Iroquois, Iroquois or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But and Iroquois. They can, they can keep the same logo and everything because it's sort of like a no. That logo is awful. Profile man. chief logo. No, I'm, talking uh, about, I'm talking about the Redskins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Indians yeah, just, would be fine. They just need to change their logo. That caricature is just not going to work. Yeah, like the Apache or something, which I think they'd still have problems with. But, you know, at least you're not, like, basically calling them a, a red nigger, which is what that title sort of feels like. You know, I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, it's a, of course, it's, it's a word, so it's all about how does it feel. And that changes yeah. over time with the society in general. So, well, I, I mean... It's it's like so many things. Just you know, just just change it. And let's just let's just move on to something more important. Let's move on. Let's like, move on. You know, uh, the, the the Washington Clowns. That would be fucking awesome. Oh, man. I remember they changed the name of my grade school from the uh, Pilchuckers, which I thought was a really great name. Pilchuckers. <laughs> like the like the um, Bob the touchy feel Cubs good or something. No, the Bobcat. And they Cubs. had. And then I think the problem was they had a little Indians, the baseball team like logo of a little. Boy, oh, uh, warrior. There you go. Was yeah. the pilchucker? But I mean, I thought the idea of the pilchuckers was good because um, it uh, reminds me of the term spear trucker. No, uh, because it, <laughs> it it recognizes the existence of the pilchuck tribe. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, anyway, but uh, you could change it to the Washington Clowns. I think that would be a better name. And then you have like them in a fucking crazy clown outfit, like with uh, like each helmet would have just a. a, a a uh, wig of red curly hair on top and uh their face mask would have a nose that would be cool why don't we do that kind of shit that'd be awesome really you would you would you would be for a, yeah. a clown team fuck yeah uh, man yeah sure. they have to wear like large running shoes you know i'm pretty sure the mariners <laughs> are already that so i don't know if we i guess it would just be a, a change in name only not the identity would stay the same. All right, so getting back to what I was saying about the movie. i got to get back to the movie. But uh, the whole, like, everybody in the movie doesn't see an alien monster clown. They see, like, a clown, right? I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the joke. And yeah. it's weird. Look, if like, you saw somebody walking down the street in this costume, what's your first thought? That we're being invaded by clowns from outer space? I'd, well, I, I would think that's an awesome clown suit. I yeah, guess that, is, that guy, whoever's in that clown suit, has got big red squeezy balls because <laughs> it takes a lot of to, it take a lot of it take a lot of just like that a news article you posted on Facebook. Oh yeah, a lot of balls to, talk about that. to dress up as a creepy clown and go around town. And if anything, I got to uh, I got to give that guy a you know a, a high five for doing that because it's always good to disturb the other you know sort of uh, uptight members of the community. So this is a, so this is a news story uh, posted on uh, the hard hitting uh, news site. Well, at least this one, Jezebel, which Mark and I read oh, to get in Jesus. touch with our female. I, I, don't, even, I don't go to Jezebel. I can't take it any longer. <laughs> can't take cannot it. take it. Uh, well, I think Jezebel would have a problem with killer clowns from out of space because there's that fat shaming scene there at the begin with the fa- beginning with the fat girls in the Terenzi truck. Is, are you they know? shaming the fat girls? I mean, one I of the girls f- is, is credited as, as the whale. <laughs> so well, maybe in that sense but um they're just trying to get in some uh in, you know they're trying to get some tail these poor dopey guys i know by uh inviting fat girls into their ice cream truck for ice cream and then uh yeah i, don't I mean that. anyway 
Hey, look, what are you? You got some sort of size issues, man? It's 1988. I get the size issues. <laughs> no, man, I was being uh, uh, what's pro plus size in my critique of uh, these the were people that brothers. had similar body types to those two dorky guys. Uh, right. I mean, I think, I think the they same. were on the same level on the attractiveness scale, and that everybody agrees that you should stay within your own attractiveness range. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it just has to seem very appropriate to me. That's right. They, uh, they, they did you. like ice cream, though, because they're fat. I know. Yeah, because they're fat. <laughs> exactly. You know, the funny thing is, I'm fat. I don't, I'm not crazy about ice cream. What's your vice? Uh, pizza. Okay. Well, I, 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 okay. You could have switched it over to a pizza truck. and then it Some have, female uh, pizza delivery woman could really take advantage of me. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Fuck! Oh, this uh, news story on on on. I guess well, it was is repeated uh, on Jezebel, but it was from some local TV station, and the title is "Clowns Roaming the Streets of California Town," which uh, is pretty much the same plot line for Killer Clowns of Outer Space, and I'm sure the uh, uh, the clowns themselves are big fans of the movie. But I was uh, watching it, and they showed some stills of the clowns, and one of the fuckers is in like a foam rubber fucking clown like outer space clown outfit i mean he's full clown he's not like just doing the face paint he's just not like ronald mcdonald he's full clown so uh it, it was it's a little terrifying and i don't know what i would do if i saw uh i would think it's a yuck i would think that it was uh somebody uh trying to get a rise out of everybody by like being a freaky clown because mm-hmm. fucking clowns freak the fuck out of most everybody except for mark and uh I don't know, but I think you'd be inviting some violence if you were to do that. I think there'd be some drunks on the street that hate clowns as much as I do, but since they're drunk bastards, they would act upon their hatred, and then they would go do a clown beatdown. I'm well, pretty sure. I mean, sure. sometimes that's the, has, that's the price you have to make of making a, a point. I think so. You, sometimes you've got to take a hit. But in a sense, does that not... Like, in, in what way does that reflect how the characters in this movie behave in an unbelievable way. I mean, they see clowns on the street and they don't take out shotguns and shoot their noses off. That would, <laughs> that, awesome would that would be less believable, right? So what That's, exactly the are way, these characters supposed to do in this movie? Well, okay, like the little girl. Like you posted that picture of the little girl in the restaurant. And, oh, that great luring photo, yes. Yeah, and <laughs> what, I mean, what little I, girl? Do, do kids not? Like clowns? I think they do for some reason. I, I don't oh understand. You don't understand. I don't understand it. I think it's just If I saw humor. that fucking clown outside of a, a restaurant I was eating at at that age, I'd be cl- cr- climbing up the other wall to get away from it. And you wouldn't let your daughter just roam out to see some random clown guy outside <laughs> With of his hand behind his back and a giant <laughs> mallet? Yeah. That, that would, uh, you'd have problems with that? <laughs> yeah. that'd, that'd throw some alarm bells for you would it oh my god <laughs> well the other creepy scene i mean there's all these creepy scenes of like the clowns luring the uh uh dipshit inhabitants of the little town and well, like uh, the people waiting at the bus stop watching the yeah I mean, if some if some entertainer came by look let's say they're not dressed as a clown and they start doing it at night you're waiting at the bus stop which is the which is a soul-destroying position to be in, believe me. I've never done it. I don't uh, do that. I don't recommend it. It's, it's terrible. Don't do Especially that shit. when the retarded guy that hangs out there every morning wants to come strike up a conversation with you. Get um, in your single occupancy vehicle, people, and fucking burn some dinosaurs. Get to work that way. And uh, and somebody came up, and I've seen some good, you know, sort of shadow puppetry before. 
It can be pretty. It can be pretty cool. And some entertainer just you know, it's like a busker comes up and starts entertaining you. I don't see as how a that... nine foot creepy clown. Yeah, sure, he's a nine foot creepy clown. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't see why you wouldn't watch it. I mean, you got you're waiting there anyway. So look, you got to get to work. Whether or not there's I... a creepy guy in a clown outfit doing shadow puppets or not doesn't really matter. You might as well take the entertainment where you can get it until the the fucking bus is running late as usual gets here. I mean, those oh. people really being that they seemed uh, they seemed hypnotized and charmed. Well, by... maybe they would. Maybe they maybe were hypnotized. They were. Maybe there is that that ability to these clowns. Certainly, maybe that be the case. Uh, they have well. Okay, then there's that scene. Uh, the little girl outside the restaurant, mm-hmm. and then uh, well, the biker scene. Was just kind of fun, I think. You know, that <laughs> yeah, that was just they're just having a laugh with just, that yeah. one. And I forget how he knocked the biker's head off. Was like a, just a was it like a punch or something? Yeah, he just punched. Or? He knocked his block off. I literally knocked his block off, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. I mean, yeah. that, that, I mean, I don't think these any of the characters in this movie are meant to be nuanced, and I don't think that's the strength of this director writer team. Well, uh, it doesn't need but to I be think nuanced. Was, yeah, but I don't. I didn't find any of it to be. Beyond being played for some laughs and sort of and sort well, of simple well, stunts, I didn't find any of it particularly uh, noxious. I guess would be the right. Well, it never sat wrong with me. The uh, when I wa- when I was watching the movie, I was saying, "What kind of like creepy feeling am I getting? I'm getting like a creepy feeling here." You know, watching. See, there, there's the difference. I, I I just found this entertaining. Oh no, I found I it creepy. I didn't find anything creepy or scary in the slightest. There was well, a moment I, where I got goose pimples. No, I don't do that. I mean, that's not me. I don't get that way with with movies. But there's a what would I call it? Some disturbing. Uh, kind of tingle Let's see I what are some say. more interesting disturbing elements of the film well uh, i the think feeding, the feeding the cocoon feeding scene which i thought was really interesting the i thought that was a fascinating scene idea. which well, one was uh, when uh, mike and um uh officer dave are uh, after they lose the brothers the uh terenzi brothers and they're down in the cocoon storage room, and one of the big oh, fat clothes yeah. comes down, takes out a silly straw, and drinks out of the cocoon. Yeah, man, I thought that that's was really like a, neat. That's like the fucking alien shit going on right there, right? I mean, you yeah, know, that's the that, absurdity of these aliens. You, just, you can't even believe what you're seeing. I thought that was really, I thought that was cool that they showed us the whole point of it. It's sort of like a spider sort of thing, where you digest your food yeah. externally and drink it. The uh, the jailhouse scene. Where the clown comes in <laughs> with, with the and, clown and, and with the two uh, college punkers, punks. <laughs> yeah, and so the clown comes in and like, of course, the 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 the, the police department's empty, right? Because you can walk in as a, like a fucking clown to the back office, and uh, there's this clown that just says nothing, uh, which is creepy to begin with. I mean, they have their own little weird like alien language, but it comes in there, and Moody's just all like. You know he's going to get his because uh, you know with that kind of attitude, and with that one-dimensional attitude in the movie, you're you're you're, you're destined for uh, 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 horror fodder. I and, loved uh, John Vernon's performance of, of Officer <laughs> Mooney. I thought that was awesome. But I see, a lot, I, saw, I saw a lot of myself. Yeah, no, that. I worked. I, I work with a bunch of guys that remind me of that guy. You know, and I always want to tell them it's like. You know, there's a big difference between being cynical and pessimistic and being bitter. And uh, I think you should realize the difference. <laughs> there is a so, warm comfort to bitterness, though. No, oh, bitterness is just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm stealing this from 
somebody, I don't know who, but uh, bitterness is just uh, basically self-pity on overdrive is really what it is. And uh, nobody likes that shit. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes an officer moody being all, being all like, you know, entitled and bitter. It's just, uh, anyway. So uh, they paint a very uh, unlikable portrait of a guy that deserves to get it in the horror movie. And mm. uh, but I, th- I thought I thought a lot of his um, I thought a lot of his lines were really good with the the, the acidic tinge to it. Like uh, here's one: killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit! <laughs> he's the best actor in this film by far oh yeah by far well he's the only recognizable actor in this film mm-hmm. so yeah uh but that scene like where um there's the like you know he, he handcuffs the clown and his fucking hands fall out that was just awesome and i mean that, that was that was really cool and uh the aspect of that and also when he's being used as a, a puppet later was that is fucking fucking that's, that's basically the best scene of this movie, especially is when the clown takes freaky? his hand off out and, it's and, just then, and guts. then flicks the the gore off his hand onto the floor. That is just a beautiful, is that, beautiful bit of, of work. Is there. that not a fucking freaky scene? I mean, come on. That's an awesome it, scene. It's a fun scene. Oh, and, it, and, and, it's, has, and it's got a great feeling to it. I, I mean, I guess in a way it's freaky, but it's just it's so it's so novel. It's so fresh. I just really enjoyed it. it really tickled me. And the blood out of the corners of his mouth like forms the howdy doody jaw, uh-huh. you know? the articulated jaw from the uh, from the dummy. I just thought that was inspired, and I've never seen anything like it before, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, but it was it, 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 well, and then the clowns have like a, a, a supernatural power, and it's like you know they're like big and waddling and slow, but it's like they. Like, you feel like you'd catch up with you because they have all this trickery, right? I mean, they got all these, like, little, uh, you know, like, fucking cotton candy guns and uh, balloon guns. And I don't really understand why they put the chick in the balloon uh, and hauled her back to the circus tent. I guess it's so she could be rescued later and not instantly killed and, and well, put you, in cotton candy. You do see a couple of things that are like that in the cotton candy room. You could imagine they have other purposes than just strictly food, possibly. Well, they're all dead, right? The people in the cotton candy cocoons are... And the cocoons are, are getting digested so they can be drank with silly straws. So when they're left in the in the, in the the circus tent spaceship to explode at the end, uh, we shouldn't feel bad because uh, they were all dead anyway? Mm, there might have been some people more like Deb. But okay. uh, look, you got to break a few eggs. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so... Uh, I guess the movie it reminded it gave me the feeling. Did you ever see the the Twilight Zone movie, the, the um, one with John Lithgow way back in the day in the eighties? John Landis directed. I wonder if I might it, have I seen bits and pieces of it, but uh, I can't. I can't remember. And you know, I'm not a Landis fan. Uh you're not. No, you're not. No, well, no, oh, because because he. Uh, what did he? What did he do to offend you? I just don't think he's a very good director. I don't. Oh, I don't enjoy right. his, his films generally. Uh, anyway, but the, uh, I think it was the fourth, uh, vignette in the Twilight Zone movie. No, it was the third vignette in the Twilight Zone movie. Or there was five? Fuck, I don't remember. But it was the, it was the little kid with the special powers, which was a remake of the original with, uh, oh shit, I forget that kid's name. Uh, anyway, but, uh, he has like these, this, this omnipotent power over this family that he keeps hostage Mm. in this farmhouse. I think I've seen the original. 
And so they're all cowed. Yeah, the original is great, but this is a remake, and they're all cowed. And um, you know, as a, as a little kid, his 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 uh, I guess his interests are cartoons. That's like he's fucking cartoon obsessed. So the house has this sort of cartoon aura around it and and you know cartoons are fucking on everywhere and then these cartoon beings start to come into existence as he is like kind of the the the, the story reaches crescendo and for me that felt a little bit like killer clowns from outer space a little bit you take like this sort of somewhat benign uh, i guess child uh, association and then you inflate it to something really terrifying which uh, to me is like the whole clown thing, like in spades. But in the in the the vignette of the Twilight Zone, it had that same kind of feel. Like like you're taking these innocuous cartoons, and we watch Looney Tunes all the time. It's like, man, well, but what if that was our fucking universe, man? What if we lived with, uh, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote physics, or if uh, a fucking walking rabbit came into our house to, house to try to sell us a vacuum cleaner and then tortured us for a half hour? You know, <laughs> it's it's sort of like, uh, you know, like I don't know, an acid freak's nightmare or something. But it, to me, it just it 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 gets to me in a weird way, and I think that's why uh, clowns in this movie kind of gets to me in a weird way and because it seems so innocuous and it's so b-movie fun but there's sort of like a dark sinister vein you know coursing through the, the movie especially for uh, the chlorophobic like myself anyway that's all i gotta say on that one yeah, but uh fair enough i think that's right. uh where our past experiences differ our appreciation for this film no clown trauma in mark's past no clown trauma at least any that's there has been repressed oh okay Maybe you were, um, I don't know, molested by a clown and you just blocked it all out and, and some regression therapy and 10 we're, years it'll come out or something. I hope not. In both cases. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> regression therapy and clown trauma. Yeah. I'll take uh, neither. Thank you. Okay, all right. All right. So uh, anything else uh, before we hit the review regarding the uh, killer clowns from outer space that uh, is worthy of discussion? One thing. I yeah. think this movie made me realize that uh, I don't like popcorn. That's okay. Uh, how about cotton candy? I've never liked cotton candy. I don't know how people would eat that swill. What? What the? Fu- you know, I, I, to me, that's never. I think it's the sensation of cotton candy that gets the the airplay. Uh, it's it's because it's it tastes like shit. It really tastes like shit. I it's, think only uh, children like it because of the, they have a different taste profile and, and they like sweets more. Well, it's just sugar. I, I used to. Well, it's like literally a, sugar with food coloring in it. That's well, it at the, when I worked the rental joint, we used to sell kind of like party shit and like you know the popcorn maker and and then we had the cotton candy maker and like all you do is you just fucking pour sugar into that bitch, mm-hmm. hit a couple of buttons, and then it starts whipping it up into these strands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess what is what is it doing? It's like melting and pulling the sugar or the melting and. It's doing some weird-ass process, and whoever came up with it in the beginning of, uh, I don't know, circus entertainment. A clown. A clown. A clown in his clown clown lab. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go hit the review. We turn to a new reviewer this week, uh, writing from Blu-ray.com. 
on September 13th of 2012. This is uh, Brian Orndorff. I think this website generally is reviews of new Blu-ray remasters of movies. And he spent some time talking about the Blu-ray itself, which we won't uh, discuss. But he does have a rather uh, decent uh, five-paragraph uh, review of the movie itself. Um, <clears throat> he says, um, as far as horror productions go, 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space blazes its own trail as a weirdo fright film with a healthy sense of humor displaying a deep sense of originality as it invents new ways to kill hapless victims. Um, not too sure about the second half of that sentence, but I think that the idea that it it blazes its own trail for a for a, a weirdo fright film is 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 really true. Well, and I think that's like part of its appeal is is everything is so inventive about it. Like I was talking about the clown technology, how it melds with the clown tropes. Like uh, you know, they all throw like these acidic pies at the security man, mm-hmm. which is which is funny. It's like why would you have a night security watchman at a amusement park? on the seashore that hasn't been open since summer. I always thought that was kind of a funny bit, but, uh, um, uh, you probably have somebody there. Otherwise you got kids come by and fuck it with it. And didn't notice giant spaceship land in the middle of the night. But, uh, anyway, so, uh, like the, just, you know, so you're waiting, like what kind of clown gimmick are they going to use this time to kill their victims? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's fun that way. And it keeps you, uh, you know, because you're in on the, you're in on the, the prank yourself a little bit because, uh, uh, you know, you're familiar with the, with the whole circus clown, uh, bits in the film. So anyway, uh, he says, um, uh, um, Brian goes on to say that the the Chiodo brothers, which I guess are three guys, Charles, Ed, and Stephen, uh, work diligent work diligently weaving through camp and terror while magically maintaining a PG thirteen rating, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, uh, this title yeah. alone encourages immediate dismissal, uh, but uh, for those that hump, hunt for something like this, it is a superb uh, cult distraction. Well, that's like one of its great. I guess because it it already sets such a low expectation for you, right? I mean, if you're going to see a movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, uh, you know, it has a bit of that high concept, like snakes on a plane uh, charm to it, right? You you know, your expectations going to see the film are already going to be rock bottom because of the title. And so it can only build you up from there, right? So if you're. When I went to watch this movie, I was thinking snakes on the plane. I was thinking. Uh, shark the what's it called? Sharknado. Sharknado, right? Yeah. Which I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think those are good films, though. They're not. They're not. But, but this, this one is. But if you sit down and you you're going to watch a movie called Sharknado about uh, a tornado with sharks in it, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to be ready to turn this off in the first ten minutes. And you will, right? And you will. But with a, a movie like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, is like. I'm you're going to say the same thing to yourself, but you won't. And then and then you keep watching it's 15 minutes and then it's 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. then it's a half hour and then it's like an hour and a half. And you're like, holy shit, that was really watchable. It goes by uh, pretty fast. It drags a little right at the end. But uh, otherwise, it it, it zooms along at a pretty good pace. So so, uh, you know, I think it's it's a good uh, uh, marketing gimmick. If if you're talking about something like as silly as this or silly and high concept as this, I think it works well. So uh, well, I'm not sure how else you could market this idea. I mean, it sort can't. of leverages some oddball talents. Yeah. Um, 
they said that, uh, I mean, Brian goes on to say that the Chiodo brothers have a distinct vision in mind for killer clowns that I doubt few others in the industry could even begin to possess. Um, he says the movie's talking about using clowns as the, as the, uh, as the nightmare character for the movie. It's an unusual choice, though smartly uh, played, digging into childhood fear. And um, and it makes a credible screen threat. The clowns make a credible screen threat, despite the semi goofiness of the concept. Um, and he says that the I mean, the clowns are actually unnerving at times. Um, I think I mean um, I think here at the end he also talking about this. He says the Chiodos aren't afraid to show off their work, keep, keeping the titular menace in front and center for. Um, full inspection which i think a lot of horror movies sort of hide their makeup and they're in their evil to make them more mysterious right alien or i guess a, a huge other numbers of movies but this doesn't hide the characters they come right no. out in the open and you can stare at their faces which i think well, is, is really neat that they could keep it entertaining while you know sort of showing showing all the goods and it's one of those for me at least it was one of those things where there's more when there's more airtime of the clowns like on screen to me it just it makes it that much more menacing because you like look at him and you're like holy jeez oh my god look at his teeth oh my you know it just kind of for me it just uh, seeing the clowns on screen uh, the longer they're there the more it creeps me out <laughs> yeah and i think that's unusual for a horror film because i think people would generally say if we look at alien and aliens that alien has the much more menacing threat well aliens. and 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 it's because when you look at alien, like in normal alien or uh, creature features, the more you are sitting there looking at the the creature, the more silly it becomes. But with clowns, they're already fucking silly in the first place because they're clowns. So you're yeah, just it, staring it is, at them. It is that is interesting. It's an interesting. And, and, I don't know how many other films really have. And then you stare at them, and then they don't. They go from silly to menacing as opposed to menacing to silly, mm. which is, uh, you know, for kind of interesting twist. Yeah, yeah, they really turned things on their head. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's a neat film. It's a neat film. It is. Yeah, it's a good B movie. I mean, it's it's an amazing B movie. I would yeah, say. It, it's it's one of those weird cases where it was a good B movie that was trying to be a good B movie. Well, and see, that's which why I think why is like, interesting I, too. Well, like John Carpenter, I would say is probably the the master of the B movie. And, uh, you know, he, mm, I, uh, know. I think Carpenter is much so? better when he tries to make a movies and makes a movies. Well, okay, I mean, that's our right. difference opinion on Carpenter. I mean, I liked all his movies except for the movie where he was trying to make a B movie, <laughs> which is escape from New York. So I can't, well, there's no way I can agree with it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I, B movies are sort of a, uh, hit or miss kind of proposition. And, uh, um, you know, especially with studios, studios don't want to make uh, B movies anymore because there's no money in them. No, uh, they make but... them. They make them for television. Yeah, I know. They make them for like the Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, mm-hmm. and they make good unwatchable money. crap. No, I'm sure they well, do. Yeah, they may they, be, like... but I don't think that's anything different from how B movies has always been. Ah, uh, maybe right. Maybe right. Maybe they're alive and well. Maybe I'm just uh, nostalgic for the B movies of my past. Uh, so anyway, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's an uh, excellent B-movie. Uh, it's a cult classic. I think that's why it's uh, earned a worthy place here in our horror marathon. Uh, so that's about all we have to say on that. Uh, next week is what, Mr. Hudson? Is it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? 
It is the Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre. I've never seen it. Any good? Uh, I've seen it once. I think, uh, well, I guess I would say as a teenager, I think all boys have to see it, but apparently I'm wrong. You missed it. Uh, I'm not like other boys. Is, is that the tagline for that film? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh yeah, that's your tagline for the film. Uh, anyway, but it's um, uh, it's strangely less about chainsaws and 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 more about uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's uh, it's fucking creepy. I think in the uh, the villains of the film or or. Uh, the family that's depicted in the film. It's a little, uh, I think Rob Zombie is a, uh, definitely a, a, a devotee of the whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre as, as recreated in some of his films, but it's definitely influential. Uh, it is freaky and, uh, it has some great imagery, uh, especially the end. I remember the end very distinctly, but, hmm. uh, Anyway, so uh, next week will be uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, until then. Excuse me, please, but we're talking to Dave.